right, y'all, welcome or welcome back to another episode of the Introverted Black Mom Podcast, the podcast where we talk introversion, motherhood, parenthood, all that good stuff. I'm your host, Shalia, and today I wanted to talk a bit about introverts in church. Let's get right into it. So this week I wanted to talk about, like I said, introverts in church. Now be mindful. This episode isn't about um, a religious aspect, right? More about the experience of introverts in church. So if you um, are not particularly religious or I don't know, I just want to clear up expectations for this episode. So you don't have to be religious. We're not going to get into religion itself. We're talking more about the experience of introverts in church. So I want to speak more about like some personal experiences and I want us to get into um, a book titled Introverts in Church. I can link it in the show notes. And I had never heard of this before, but it was pretty interesting. I read the synopsis and a couple other reviews of the book. And maybe I'll check it out one day and just fully read it. So I want to talk about that um, book mixed with a few articles that I found in this topic that I have literally never thought about. But once I got into it, it explained a lot of things, a lot of my uh, reservations when being in church. Of course, my laptop just died. Oh, let me grit this cord. I wanted to hop right into this, right? So let's, let's, uh, at this point, I want us to use our imaginations. Just, just go with me, all right? So I'm about to read an excerpt from uh, an article. And I'm curious on what's your first thoughts. How, how this article, this little excerpt makes you feel after I read it. So let me read it. Let me pull it up. All right, so. Imagine hearing the following at the opening of your next church service. Welcome. We're going to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth today. So let's strip off all encumbrances. Yes, we'll go with it. I don't know. By removing our shoes, socks, and accessories. Now grab someone new and give them a hug. Go on. Don't be shy. In fact, the Bible tells us to greet one another with a holy kiss. Now empty out the contents of your pockets and purses and form small groups to examine them together. Open up to those around you. Tell them your fears and weaknesses so you can feel the love of your Christian family. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but the thought of it as I'm playing this out, as I'm reading it, I'm cringing. This is, this is crazy to me. Like, I feel like it's super awkward and super weird um, for most introverts to even greet strangers, even people like, you know, that are like, you know, distant people that, you know, you know, that you weren't close with. Right. So again, it was super cringy and uncomfortable with me just reading it. Side note, have y'all ever attended, um, family and friends day? Like, have y'all ever been invited by, you know, to visit a church? Someone invited you out. Hey, like we're having my family and friends day this Saturday or this Sunday. Come on out. Had that happened? So that has happened to me several times. And I always enjoy attending and visiting somebody else's church. I didn't have a home church. So I like to attend when someone invited me. I always said, yes, I went. So it's cool. Everything is going good. You there, you, you, you meet your person, right? Whoever invited you, y'all sit together. Maybe, maybe not, whatever. But you, you're there. Everything is cool until they do this. Until the preacher is like, all right, we want to welcome our guests to Family and Friends Day. If you're a guest, 
everybody stand up. So there you got to awkwardly stand up in front of the rest of the congregation, everybody in the room. And then the entire church congregation proceeds to welcome you. Now, mind you, it feels nice to be recognized. Okay, good. But they recognize you with a, uh, with obviously welcome, welcome back. Sometimes they ask you just, hey, what's your name? Where are you visiting from? Or who are you here with? They may ask you to do that. So it's like, all right, that, uh, I might not want to do it, but that's not too bad. But then they hit you with the song. <laughs> and the song, that's the part that kills me. Now you stand in there, you got the entire church congregation. They going in, they clapping, they singing whatever it is their welcome song is. Like you just standing there like, it just feel awkward. You know what it reminds me of? You know how the birthday song is? <laughs> and a lot of introverts joke and be like, you know, like, has anybody ever figured out what the hell we supposed to do while they sing happy birthday to us? So like now you sitting there in front of whatever this congregation is, you just smiling. And like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Usually I'm like, all right, well, let me just pretend to be into it. Let me just, if I were to be enjoying this, what would I be doing? So now I'm like, all right, I'll clap, I'll smile. And then sometimes they got people coming over, they giving you hugs and they just walk around and they make you walk around and give you hugs. I'm like, it is just, it's a bit much. So I'm like, while I enjoy coming here for the word and to show up and support whoever invited me, it's those moments I do not always enjoy very much because you just put on the spot. Like it's, it's a bit weird. Also, speaking about the happy birthday thing, if any of y'all find out what you're supposed to do, what's the best thing to do if, a, if you at a restaurant and everybody just turns and starts to sing happy birthday to you, how y'all reacting to it? Let me know. Um, on another note, outside of attending someone else's church for family and friends, they write, I can remember when I was, you know, looking for a church home or when I thought I had a church home, right? And it would just, I would want to go, but I attended church and I remember just feeling super awkward. What made it awkward was like the way that um, the spirit can move some people. And if you aren't moved that way, like when I mean move, like maybe outwardly move. Let me figure out how a better way I can say it. What I'm trying to say is like some people can, the spirit is moving them, but it's like being outwardly, like praising more outwardly or maybe um I don't want to say performative because that's shady and I don't mean that it's performative, but just maybe your hands are moving, you're clapping. You know, you all know what I mean. Or you feel moved by the spirit. Maybe you get in the Holy Ghost, you're shouting, you're dancing, whatever it is and all the attention that can bring. So if you're an introvert, you might be like, like you can feel it. You know it's true. You know the feelings inside, but it feels like the church is very much of uh, the activities and all that stuff is definitely more geared to, towards introversion. I mean, I'm sorry, extroversion. It feels like you would have to be, it's geared to more extroverts if that makes sense. So when somebody would get the Holy Ghost right or they're dancing or whatever it is, I'm like watching from afar and it's like, okay, wow. It's like, I'm almost like admiring their ability to, to do this. And I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, darn, like, I know you feel it. But then in my mind, I'm starting to think like, okay, do other people know that I feel it? Like, but I can't bring myself to be performative because then that's fake. But it also, it makes you feel, or at least it made me feel like inadequate in some way. Like I'm not as saved or this message isn't moving me as much. Like it would kind of make me question like, well, what's my devotion, right? Like how dedicated am I to 
what's my relationship like with God if they're doing this and mine is different with like I was moved like a lot of times I moved to tears or like I could feel it but I literally the best way to describe it is like I can feel it literally in my body like maybe you feel like your 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 stomach is fluttering not in a nervous way but I don't know how to explain it's like an aura that kind of come comes over me like a calming or like it just feels I can feel it internally and maybe I'm not swaying I might not be doing the clapping where it feels like the spirit takes over me in a way that somebody else does and it makes me feel like my way of worshiping the way the spirit moves me isn't as important or as adequate like it's not enough another thing that can make um an introvert cringe right is hearing statements from the past are like all right come on somebody the spirit is moving people up in here spirit is moving y'all today it's in here today and you just sitting there like <laughs> sir moving who sir man moving who yeah i move but not in the same way like the rest of y'all are like because they usually say it at a point where there is someone who is um shouting or having the holy ghost i don't feel i've never seen it or been a part of it where a pastor has looked at me and been like you know what she she's feeling it even though you know i might be crying or i'm like i'm just kind of off to myself and i'm thinking or i'm just going in my mind like i'm internally thinking you can see like my, my wheels are turning but you don't usually get that recognize reckon rec goodness recognition that you are being moved by the spirit unless you are doing uh the typical like louder or more like outward praise i should say and again like when you hear those words that usually means like you look around you see sister so-and-so or deacon this person or whoever it is that they're doing this outward movement so you feel this pressure almost and just i feel like each time I felt like I got, I shrunk a little bit more, right? Cause it's like, darn, like now I'm distracted and I'm, I'm missing a message because now I'm like, oh man, like if all those people are being moved in that way, like what is wrong with me? And, and to be fair, it didn't happen every single time. And for the most part, I was like, okay, well that, that's just not me. It is what it is. Like, this is how, this is how I feel or how the spirit moves me or, or, you know, this is just me and that's okay that's enough but i would be lying if i didn't say that sometimes in the back of my mind i'm just like uh, i wonder if i could be like that or i just know it's appreciated more and i'm like i don't necessarily want to be like that and i probably will never be and that's that's fine but it's just like darn like i probably seem like a less dedicated churchgoer because of these things so just sharing just being honest just a little bit of vulnerability here I thought it was an interesting topic to speak about. And I do wonder how many of you all that are listening or watching uh, can relate and have similar stories or, or similar sentiments as this introvert here. All right, so moving a bit away from my personal experiences that we were just talking about, I wanted to talk about a few things that alienate introverts in church. So I did find this article. So I'm just gonna read through the article, the titles real quick and give a little tidbit on each one so this article is titled 10 church things that alienate introverts written by jana wright i believe it's on crosswalk.com i can also link this in the description if you wanted to read it yourself so let's see what jana wright had to say 
So she, in the article, she was saying, if you're an introvert like me, you understand my hesitant. Like many social and church events are often designed with extroverts in mind. Like I was saying, exactly. Um, situation that can leave the other like 50% of society. I'm sure she means introverts feeling very uncomfortable. And then she gets into the uh, 10 church things that can alienate introverts. So number one, she has prolonged welcome time. So she feels like the number one thing on the list that scares away introverts is the long, like handshaking and greeting time. So uh, she was just saying like how a lot of the introverts, we don't mind. You know, that comes with a little bit of small talk comes with it. It is what it is. But after it goes on for so long, it's like, come on. It's just, because you got to be so fake, right? You got to be so fake if you're doing all that handshaking because that's not normally you where you're up and like wanting to, let me shake hands and do the small talk over and over and over again. So it could be exhausting because you got to like really be on, quote unquote. All right. Number two overly enthusiastic greeters so she's saying like most churches understand the importance of greeters after all the main church doors are an ideal place to welcome new and returning people but a boisterous greeter can scare off incoming introverts especially if the greeter is too enthusiastic especially loud or peppers people with questions i see what she means by that now mind you I do like somebody who is, you know, if you're being greeted by someone, I do like someone to be smiling or nice or like enthusiastic in a sense. Like, hey, you know, welcome. But when somebody is like super extra, extra, it does make you feel like, okay, before we even get in these church doors, it's gonna be, you gonna be, it's gonna be one of these days. You already know what it is like. They're gonna be super hyped. They may probably volunteer you to do something or put you on the spotlight because they're so probably so excited to have you here. So they thinking like they're excited and they're outgoing and they got a lot of questions that you are there to want to ask these same questions to other or that you are prepared to answer them. And that may not be the case. So I do get what she's saying. So um, she goes on to say about the overly enthusiastic greeters, introverts like conversations with people they know and trust and too much enthusiasm or a barrage of questions um, while the introvert is trying to navigate inside and find a seat just makes them feel uncomfortable. So I can see that because I know when I go somewhere new for the most part, I don't know why we're just wired like this, but a lot of times I'm like, you just kind of like filling out the scene. Sometimes you just, you want to, Hey, how, how are you? But you want to get to your seat and you're just like, all right, where do I want to sit at? Cause that's in my mind. Like how close up do I want to sit? Do I want to sit to the side? Do I want to sit a little further back? Like, let me just map out who I want to be near or whatever. So I see what she means. All right. Number three, expectations or pressure to serve. So she goes on to say like introverts truly love other people and introverts, especially love serving people within their own skill set, according to their time frame and in a way that honors who the introvert is. You ain't never lied, Miss Jana. I think Jana. Yeah. <laughs> on this article. So, uh, like, you know, like church has a bunch of different activities you could be involved in and it could be overwhelming because you do feel this pressure to serve. I know for me, like upon hearing about something, you may be like, Oh, that would be kind of cool to go to or be a part of. And then 
I'm like, okay, but the commitment, because I feel like if you miss a moment, a day, if you can't be there or whatever is happening, somebody's questioning you like, oh, I see you didn't make it or you're going to be here. So, and so, or I feel like if you make the commitment to do whatever one you want to, somehow somebody find out that you were part of this one. Then next thing you know, you feel like you're being roped into doing something else and you don't feel like all that. So I get what she's saying. Uh, yeah. So introverts like to be approached about an opportunity and then given time to think through. And once we're given an opportunity, like she says, we'll be like some of the most loyal supporters or leaders or whatever aspect that this group is. But you just got to give us time to think about it and, and see if we really want to do it. And sometimes they're looking for volunteers like right away or like I just mentioned, they want you to do more of it. They may enjoy how you are in one area. The next thing you know, the expectation is that you are like all in. Number four, misjudge silence. Now, upon reading this, I feel like it goes into what we were discussing earlier in the episode, where it's like, just because the spirit is moving me and for me, um, when the spirit is moving me, it's like a silence, like my automatic go-to is like reflection. And so that's just like, normally like my eyes, I might want to change my eyes be closed. I like to like be thinking about what I'm grateful for. Sometimes I like to mull over the message. So that creates like a silence because I'm like, okay, now I'm picking out all the points that really resonated with me. And it may not end up becoming so overwhelmed that I'm shouting, but I'm being overwhelmed with joy. So then the tears are falling, but I'm silently doing all these things. So the mischievous silence, let's see what she says about this. Um, okay. So she was just talking about maybe, um, an example of like a Bible study meeting where there are a few talkers and definitely listeners. And she's saying like, for the most part, the listeners in the room are the introverts, right? And in group settings, we know that a lot of us will sit quietly. We like to think about our response before we just answer. We like, before we jump into the conversation, you want to think it over first. So being misjudged like you're snobby or bored or shy, upset or daydreaming can be off putting to us because that's not it. We're actually just taking the time to, to think about it. So um, like she's saying, most introverts, most introverts prefer to take their time and think about the situation before they jump right into it. Ah, oh my goodness, yo. I just said this earlier. Number five on her list, asking guests to stand and introduce themselves. Oh my goodness. Uh, so another guaranteed way to make introverts want to crawl under the nearest pew is to ask them to stand up in front of an entire church and introduce themselves out loud. It's not that all introverts are shy reclusive because I'm definitely not shy. And I would consider myself an outgoing person and I don't even have issues with public speaking. I've done it for a long time. I actually pretty much do it for a living, but it's, I don't know. It's just different. Maybe because when I'm going to work or doing these, I'm prepared for it. So I probably had time to think about what I'm going to say beforehand. Put me on the spot too much. I just, I don't always like, I could get through it and I'm good at pretending. So most people don't realize I'm uncomfortable, but it's very cringy when I do it. So I see it. Um, what does she say? It's not that all introverts are shy, reclusive or have irrational fears around public speaking is that most don't enjoy being surprised with having to speak to a large group that they don't know. Exactly. That's the point. And she even suggests a way that churches can help with that. 
Like churches can help introverted visitors by giving them opportunities to seek out church information one-on-one -on -one in the lobby or by having a select few trained members to welcome visitors privately. I like that a lot. I do. I like that a lot. I think that now that she said that, I think that would have helped me in a lot of situations um, when I was at some point searching for a church home or if I'm visiting a church. Number six, being singled out. Number six, being singled out. We've probably all been there. The leader in front of the room is passionate about the latest project. He needs volunteers. Then he picks a face that he knows and he asks him to commit on the spot. The whole scenario makes introverts cringe. Really, most people hate being put on the spots, but introverts especially. Correct. Whether it's to share something or volunteer to stand or give an update to do well, anything unexpected. Better to wait for an enthusiastic volunteer than to single anyone out, especially introvert. Now, this happened to me. And it was one of those times where um, I was visiting. Someone asked me to visit their church because they were speaking. Oh, I know what it was. It was my aunt. And she um, was speaking at church and she asked us all to come out to support. So naturally I did. And in it, while she was speaking, she was like, yeah, and my niece, Shalia, and so-and-so-and-so, and you want to tell them blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, y'all. So now I'm standing up and I do that one thing. So it was like she was speaking and then she was looking for a familiar face in the crowd. And she was excited to have me along with the rest of the family members. So she just was like, yeah, and say this and tell them about this. I'm like, I don't know these people. This is awkward. So, yeah, that I remember that happening. Seven, sharing personal things with strangers. I agree with this. I want to see what she says. So she says, like her experience with the church group, pressuring people to share struggles, it can be tricky for introverts to open up to strangers. Correct. In a church setting where there's a chance to offer prayer requests or discuss personal issues. Oh my goodness, this happened to me too. Um, it is, most introverts won't be the first, second, or third to volunteer when you are thrusted into a you should share situation many introverts will opt out and that's okay yes i feel this it's been times where um again i, I love that i found this because i'm thinking about way back when when i was a child i'm pretty sure and i didn't have the language i had never heard of introversion at all and they would i remember being asked if you want to share or pray for somebody and I'm thinking about the situation where I felt most comfortable was because the people, they there was like a designated person who came to me and, and asked me, like we were one-on-one. -on -one. And then they went on, like they asked me before the prayer got started. So then I was able to tell them and then they prayed aloud. And then they may have said what whatever it was that I asked them to pray for. Um, But adding on to this, during prayer, like being asked, I remember, I think it was my same aunt. Now that I think about it, this same aunt loves me and I love her dearly, but she has put me in some spots. I got to show her this episode so I can mess with it. Hey, Aunt Lynn. Anyway, she has asked me to, um, I think she asked me before about like praying aloud. She's like, you want to leave the prayer? I'm like, mm-mm. She's like, really? I'm like, no. But again, she's used to me being outgoing and outspoken and confident so i don't think she realized that in those situations especially with me not being familiar with her church family 
it's all strangers to me. So no, I was not able to do this. So I would opt out. And every single time any person has asked me to lead a prayer, I have politely declined. It's something I tried to work on. I haven't been able to do it this year. All right, we're almost there. Number eight, uncomfortable prayer time. I just spoke this up. So um, have you ever noticed when an intimate thing prayer is? Prayer is basically having a chat with God and it's often quite personal when we stop and think about it. I feel this. Oh my goodness. Let me read this before I go off on another tangent. Let me see what she's saying. So not everyone is comfortable praying while others listen and introverts fall into this category. Yes, being asked to lead a prayer can be nerve wracking, right? Um, and it's hard because introverts feel like it's pressure and like popcorn prayer. You, you know, like popcorn prayer, like, you know, each person gets to turn or they're, they're asked to share. They all get a chance. It, it's pressure because it's, I don't want to, but since everyone else is doing it now, I feel like I have to, even though it's very uncomfortable. So, and she's saying just because someone prefers to pray silently to God doesn't mean that they um, aren't close to God and there's something wrong. It's just that that's their preference. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad she added this because when I tell you from, again, I'm going back to childhood thinking about prayer. I used to always think that like whenever they would ask us to share prayer, this is childhood Shalia, mind you. And I would just be like, I don't know. Like, I just kind of want to keep my conversation to myself. Like it just felt like it was like, private or secret and I think I got that because I remember being in Bible study and in the sermons I would pick up like people being like you know your own personal relationship with God is yours or these things so I took it I'm like okay this is my personal one-on-one intimate relationship and it just felt weird to me but for the longest I couldn't feel why I just I didn't understand why I just felt so wrong but I agree I definitely am a person who prefers to just I want to speak and have my relationship privately it just I feel best when doing that um prolonged physical contact is number nine so whether it's holding hands with strangers across the room or enthusiastic hugs from the greeters that could be kind of weird I definitely have been in situations where it's okay you know speak to your neighbor and I will admit that a lot of times it's kind of fun because you get a chance to like talk to somebody who you never really talked to or in my mind if it's a person where I'm like oh like across the room like oh they seem like they would be kind of cool to get to know that might be the person I would like kind of go straight towards to be like oh let me talk to them let me give them a hug but when it happens for a long time I'm like uh like it's just awkward or I don't know if this is just a black church thing but it's like you know Look at your, the pastor be like, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, and then he'll go off and do whatever, you know, then you got to repeat whatever he's saying. When it happens, it's cool for a little bit because you kind of get like the, you know, the little weird giggles, like, uh -huh. you know. When it happens for a long time, I'm like, okay, now I'm really talking to this lady. And then we built a rapport. And I know this lady going to come to me after this over and try to keep building this rapport with me. I don't want it. I came here for one thing. I didn't, I, I don't want all of this. No, thank you. So that's weird. Or the hand-holding thing. Oh my goodness. For the longest time, I just remember like, I did not like to just hold somebody's hand. I didn't like it. I've since gotten better with it, but definitely when I was younger, I'm like, 
maybe because it felt so intimate. So it was like to be in a circle. Sometimes you got to form that circle all across like the church congregation that you want to be holding hands with somebody. And then there's usually some enthusiastic person who is like, <laughs> I swear I always got the older woman who was really into it and she would grab my hand. Sometimes she'd like, you know, loop arms with me and she's singing and swaying. So I'm like, so now I'm like, I would, I always attract that one person who does extra with the, with the hand holding. Cause it can't just be, just hold hands. They got to sway with me and all this stuff. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. All right. Wrapping up number 10. She has activities tailored for extroverts. So as she's saying in the article, uh, church activities are typically geared for medium to large groups. Mm -hmm. So uh, Bible study, retreats, conferences, and social gatherings. And that increase in the crowd size, it makes that, I guess what you're trying to say, that's all the more energy that an introvert has to give. The more people that's around, the more energy I have to give to be a part of this group to take part in these activities. And she's saying introverts typically enjoying socializing and talking to a few people at a time. So if an event has too much talking and socializing, too much extroverting, it'll be like introverts, we usually looking for the next escape route, right? Next exit. How can I get my way out of this? It, it could be just so much. And most times people don't understand it. So she goes on to say, as believers, it's important to remember we're all a part of the same body, but with different gifts and functions. And if we commit to being kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another, I won't go on to read the rest of this because again, I definitely like to be a person who's respectful of other people's religious choices. And it looks like in the rest of the article, she's getting really, really into um, the book. And I just want to make sure that I'm keeping it more about the um, experiences of introverts and a little bit less about uh, the scripture. So sorry if that was a little weird that I just read. But yeah, that was so good. So Thank you for listening to another episode of the Introverted Black Mom Podcast. I do want to hear your thoughts. Had this been your experience, you can definitely send me a voice note and we can chat about it. I promise anybody who's ever sent me one, I always answer back. Also, speaking of um, church and church family and the spirit, if the spirit should so move you, please uh, share this episode or any other episode with a friend or family members. And if you're really wanting to bless me, <laughs> please consider giving me a review. It is helpful. It helps other people find the podcast and I would love that. And that is it. I will talk to y'all next time. Bye-bye.